today we're going to kind of wind up speaking about joy. We've been talking about joy for a while. The Mickey Robinson conference was awesome. Wasn't that good? Really an encouraging brother. I loved his, I loved his joy. He, he, he leaked it all over the place in a powerful way. And, and we've been talking about joy, and, and if you are a believer, you should be so full of joy. You should be the happiest people on the planet we should be as people of God, right? And we should be leaking that joy all over everyone that we encounter. I mean, after all, the gospel, the good news, is incredibly joyful, right? It's, it's, I think the church has lost its will to party, Come on, let's get back and let's begin to celebrate the goodness of God and demonstrate that goodness to others. A while back, I had Cyril Hunkler share. Well done, Cyril. It was awesome. Well, this morning, I have another first for you. There's an amazing brother in this fellowship. There are so many gifted people in this church. But there's another amazing brother I want to introduce you to who has pastored for years. He's been in ministry, him and his wife, for years and years. He has an incredible passion for Jesus. He brings the joy. He certainly brings the humor. Steve Montgomery, will you come on up, buddy? When I asked him to share, I couldn't see his eyes, but I could feel the deer in the headlight look. He brings it. So I just want you guys to open your heart. But let's pray and extend a hand really quick. Father, I just lift my brother up to you. And I just speak peace into his heart. Father, I ask that you would allow him to articulate your heart in a way that absolutely challenges us, but changes us a little more into your image. And I just pray, Father, that we leave here this morning, we will be filled even more with your joy. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for coming today. No, just kidding. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, before service started, <clears throat> let me get a little drink of water. Get this out of my throat. Before service started, my wife was talking, and it reminded me of something back when we were much younger. I'd say probably back in 83. My son came here today. He's 41. He was probably just not quite three years old back then. But, you know, I got, here we are, we're in the Bible Belt, and we're going to church there, and I volunteer, I'm an usher. And I got my suit on, and I'm sitting there ready to take off, and we get done taking offering. And uh, I'm sitting there in the back of the church, you know, we're holding the offering buckets. And Brother Carl, he was a lead usher, kept going, Steve. I go, you know, Steve. I didn't know what he was talking about. Steve. I go, what? He goes, I go, wait, what? I looked down, and I realized something was left open. So anyway, I just turned around, took care of business. So, honey, am I okay this morning? 
the stories. But anyway, we're talking about joy, and I get excited talking about joy. And just, just to bring a little story in is that a couple of weeks ago, I was out mowing our lawn on our property. You know, grass is getting up there. And it's, we got a pretty big lawn, so I got me, uh, a few years back, got me a riding lawnmower, a John Deere. <laughs> Man, I feel I felt good. I'm strong, man. So anyway, I'm out there mowing. Now, we don't have grass everywhere. We got dirt here and there, you know, and trees and bushes and berry bushes trying to grow back. And I try to keep an eye on those things so they don't get too out of control. So I'm out there and I'm just mowing along, just getting it done. And I look over there and the weeds are getting a little tall over there. And it's and I need to get that thing. So I whip on my tractor over there and I kind of go NASCAR, man. I'm Pulling moves out there, Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon couldn't do. I was whipping around. I was raising dust. I was putting a cloud out there. Unbeknown to me, my wife was on the back deck. And I, I look up, you know, I got my glasses on, and it kind of got dusty. I couldn't quite see, but I could see her waving her arm. She's waving her arms. And I look, try to look closer. And I, I look like I look like she had joy in her face. She's glad I'm getting these weeds done. Well, the closer I stop and the dust settled down and I got up. That wasn't a face of joy. That was more of a face like, why? I told you so. She didn't care for me when I mowed the dust over there. But anyway, back to joy. I just don't want to get that look this morning from y'all. What are you talking about? Where's the joy? But uh, I kind of want to put it in this way. You know, to me, joy is like that it's like that big blow-up raft, you know, and it's just, it's good, it's ready, and we're getting ready to go down the rogue river of life. And we got that raft going, we're doing pretty good. And it's nice day, it's sunny and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, pop, we hear this puncher going on. We turn around and look, COVID has hit our raft. We got an outbreak on it, and all of a sudden, my joy is trying to leave me. And we're sitting there trying to patch that raft up as fast as we can so we keep going. We get it patched up, some prayer and stuff, and we're back and going down the river. Then all of a sudden, another poof, another hole in my raft. I said, what's going on now? Quarantine. Now everything's got to be shut down. Shut down the churches, but they didn't shut down the big box stores. I mean, couldn't praise and worship, but you can go out and buy a big screen TV if you wanted to. That makes a lot of sense. So anyway, we get that patched up. We're heading down, going down a little bit further. Next thing you know, the president's election comes along. Well, that didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. And I got another hole in my raft. The joy is trying to escape again. So I'm doing my best just to patch it up. My raft's beginning to look like grandma's patch quilts. I mean, there's patches all over the place. And then here we go, we're right around the bend, we're going down again, our joy of wrath, and all of a sudden here comes another punch. Now it's mandates. Now some people here have to worry about their jobs if they don't take the shot. Now it's not my business whether you take the shot or not take the shot. But now they're going to have to worry about their job. And we have some friends, we have family, we probably have church members that are having to make some strong decisions right now what they're going to do with their future. And I tell you, it's hard to walk in joy when you got this hanging over you. So anyway, you're saying, when are you going to get to your point, Steve? Well, I'm getting there. Just have a little patience with me. 
I believe things will turn around. I believe that raft will stay afloat. But we need to ask, what do we need? Why, why, why are we preaching on joy? We need to get that joy down in us. Amen? We need to, we need to know how, like Pastor said, to celebrate, to pull it out, to bring it out. And uh, if you can, just turn over to Galatians 5.22. Now, I'm having to get used to this new Bible. My old Bible I used to have and preached out for years. My son's dog chewed it up. So it's, I kept it all, but it's in a baggie right now. <laughs> uh, Galatians 5.22. Thank you, Lord. We find out that joy is not only joy, but it's a fruit of the Spirit. It says right here, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Amen. Now, joy, it comes from God. We see it comes from God's Word. Amen. And we get that in us by the Holy Spirit. We're able to draw it back out of us in a time of need. But we got to get the joy in us. Uh, people can't do it for you. It takes your self-effort. And it takes your faith to pull that joy. Amen. As the Holy Spirit brings that word up to you, you're able to draw on that. You're able to draw on that deposit. Over in Nehemiah 8.10, it says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, if you can, turn over to, I know I'm going to have you jumping around this morning, but it's going to take me a while getting used to this new Bible. But turn over to Jeremiah 15, 16. I'd like to take a look at that scripture. Amen. Jeremiah 15, 16. Give you time to get there. Little finger calisthenic. Now, you've got the smartphone. You can just punch it in. Boom, you're right there. Amen. <laughs> anyway, Jeremiah 15, 16. It says, your words, and again, again, it's, it's, I call it consuming God's word. We've got to get it in us. Jeremiah says, your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy. And the rejoicing on my heart. Again, rejoicing is kind of, to me, the action part, the verb part of joy. It's putting it into work. So it says, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. In John 15, 11, I remember Brother Mickey brought this up last week. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Then you can write this down in 1 John 4, 1, 4, John said, and these things we write to you that your joy may be full. See, God's word will produce joy in our heart. Amen. We've got to get that word in us and let it start working, let it start saturating. We've got to meditate upon it. And it helps it get a stronghold in us. It helps it where we run into that to the first thing. We need to know what that says. 
and what joy does. God's word does produce joy. What's in your heart? What is your heart full of? Amen. I mean, is it full of the world? Is it full of stress? Is it full of fear? Is it full of uh, negative? Bad thoughts? No hope? Turn over to Luke chapter 6, please. You know, right, uh, right down uh, Luke 6, 45. Now, it does say in Luke 12, 34, and I'll just read that to you on, uh, real fast before we back up to uh, Luke 6. But Luke 12, 34 says, wait a minute, where am I? <laughs> Um, and the lamp of the body is the eye therefore when your eye is good your whole body is good it's full of light but when your eye is bad your whole body is full of darkness now back over in 645 it says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart or brings, uh, his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. What's in our heart? We need to concentrate that heart, that treasure. What are we treasuring? We should be treasuring joy. I like what the message translation says there in uh, Luke. It says it this way. You don't, wor- you don't get wormy apples off a healthy tree, nor good apples off a diseased tree. The health of the apple tells the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life, giving lives. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. You're being uh, uh, brimmed over with true words and deeds. We need to think of that. What's in the heart? What's coming forth when we're going through those times and troubles and the pressures of life? Are we succumbing? Are giving in to what the world says? But are we going to God's word and letting the Holy Spirit pull it out of us? Because it's been deposited there for that. To use in a time of trouble and a time of need. And that's when we need joy the most. It's easy to have joy when things are going great. We like being happy. But when things get tough, when the rubber hits the road, that's where we really need to draw that strength. And we can see that example and example in the Bible through people's lives. And what they endured. The early church. Okay, so I want to cover, up, cover some more scriptures. So if you've got your fingers, let's get to Psalms. We're going to start off in Psalms and just work our way through Psalms. Psalm 16. Psalm 16, 11. You show me your path of life, and your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. And then in Psalms 
16, that's what I read, 1611, okay. Now over in Psalms 27, 6. Twenty-seven six. It says, "And now my head shall be lifted above, up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in His tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Amen." So you know what fills our heart is the joy of God. Joy fills our heart, and the goodness of God brings that joy. And so I just—that's what I wanted to kind of go into now just the goodness of God. The goodness of God plants joy in our heart. Amen? You don't have to turn there, but you can write this down. Exodus 34, 6 says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and in truth. And in 1 Chronicles 16, 34, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Back up in Psalms 23, 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in Psalms 27, 13, it says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I mean, the Psalms is so full of God's goodness towards us, towards all the believers. In Psalms 31, you could turn there, 31, 19 through 20. It says, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. In the presence of in the presence of the sons of men, you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of men. I don't know, that's good news to me. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of the tongue. There's a lot of tongue out there. Amen. I mean, you can turn on the TV. Well, don't turn on the TV, but that way you, you won't get in strife. <laughs> Amen. But God is doing a, God is doing a work. Over in uh, verse, verse thir- I mean, chapter 33, verse 5, just the next page for some of us, it says, He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. The goodness of the Lord. We need to open our eyes and see that. Psalms 34, 8. Again, I'm kind of staying here in Psalms. There's just so much in Psalms. Psalms 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Glory. Psalms 96, 16. We're going to jump a little bit here. Again, I'm just continuing in Psalms. Yes, 96, uh, 16. 90, did I see it? Oh, I'm sorry, 69. <laughs> I read it backwards. Excuse me. 69, 16. 
Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies. In Psalms 100. 100 verses 4 and 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Amen. It's just not going to stop back in the Old Testament. It's to all generations. It's to us today. And to our children tomorrow. Or today. Amen. Any of today. <laughs> okay. Psalms 143.10. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 143.10. Teach me to do your will. For you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of the uprightness. The goodness of God. 145. Starting off at verse 5. Down through 7. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty. On your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts. And I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. And then jumping down there to verse 9, we see the Lord is good to all, not to some. He's good to all and his tender mercies over all his works. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm going to jump over here and you guys are going to really have to look for it, you Bible scholars, but Nahum, Nahum. Now, I already put a marker there, so I should be able to get there. <laughs> but it's there in the Old Testament. It's there towards the end of the books, right past Micah. Nahum 1.7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who trust him. Amen. He knows those who trust him. That means he knows you. He knows me when we trust him. He's going to be there in a time of need. For his goodness is there. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to bring you over to the New Testament. Mark 10, 18. Again, I got you jumping around. There's just so much that we need to deposit in our hearts and in our spirit. Jesus said in 10.18, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. I had to blow some people's minds back then. Amen. And then over in James 1.17. James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow or turning. Glory, that's good to know. He's a God that does not change. 
Amen. Then the last part in the goodness of God is Revelation. Last part. Chapter 22. He says, I am the Alpha, verse 13, and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. God's goodness needs to fill our heart. Goodness brings joy. We're able to pull that out and use that. Another cause for to give you joy in your heart that will help it grow is to hear the work of Jesus Christ and what he's done in us by the Holy Spirit. Amen? He's called the hope of glory. The Holy Spirit reveals this truth in us when we get God's word in us, when we find out more about the Lord. Acts 17, 28. I won't keep you much longer. Say, it's been a while since I preached. Used to, I thought, in the old days, I had to fill a 60-minute tape up. Now, I don't know about you, but the congregation got a little sleepy by the time I got to 57. <laughs> so, I found out it's not how much you say, it's what you say. Amen. Okay, where was I? Okay. Give me a little time. Y'all are faster than me. Glory to God. I'm getting there. John Acts. 17.28. For in him we live and move and have our being. I like that. In him we live and move and have our being. Again, turn to John 15, 17. Just back up a little. Fifteen, I mean, John 15, 7. Yes, I apologize. Well, actually, just drop back up there to verse 5, the first part says, Jesus said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Down there in verse 7, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. That's a great promise of the Lord. Because again, we read this earlier, we read it, heard it last week. Verse 11, these things have I spoken to you, that your joy may remain in you, and that your joy may remain full. Well, I don't got too much more scriptures to go, but turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, Ephesians 2, sorry. Ephesians 2, verse 4. Verse 4 through 10. I'll get this right. Starting off at verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised up together and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his glory and his kindness 
towards us. Amen. That's not future tense. That's now. Hallelujah. That's now. And then jump down to verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, God prepared, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then finally in Romans 8, 37, the Bible shares, Paul says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We have victory in Christ. With joy, he's made us more than conquerors. We can conquer with joy. It makes the devil mad when, we, when he's supposed to, when he don't see, you know, when he sees joy on our face, when everything he's onslaught and brought against us, that we're still trusting in the Lord. We're still drawing with his precious Holy Spirit that joy that's been placed in our heart because we treasure it. Amen. It's, it's valuable. It's worth something. And we hold on to that. Glory to God. I was going to ask my wife if she wanted to add anything, but she says, no, that's okay. I like small groups. But anyway, what brings joy, and I like praise and worship. They do such a, they did such a good job this morning because it focuses our eyes on the Lord. And I don't know about you, after we got back from that quarantine, you know, and we started holding church service again. I mean, the first Sunday back, I must have wept through the whole praise and worship. I, my eyes were watering. I was so happy to be amongst the family, and it brought so much joy. And it seems to have been that way in my life. You know, songs and praise. There's an old song, and some of you might know it. It's probably baby boomers or a little older, but Bill Gaither wrote this song years ago, but it always brings joy. I just kind of like just to, I don't know, sing the chorus or just talk the chorus, but it's this, the song was Because He Lives. Try to say this without getting tears. <laughs> but because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, yes, we know, he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. You know, this morning you might be struggling with some life-changing decision. I don't know what it could be. It could be in many of things. Or there's a care that's physically and emotionally weighing you down. Well, I know the burden carrier, and he'll take that burden. We've got to learn to cast that burden, to throw that burden on him, because he can take it, and he can turn it to joy. Amen? You know, I remember what David said when he needed joy. He cried out to God, renew the joy of my salvation, Lord. Renew it. There's times where we need renewal in our walk with the Lord. We need to know the joy of our salvation. Bring it present to our spirit. Could you all stand, please?
You know, this altar's open for those that need prayer. If you have a decision, or if you're running a battle at work or at family, or with friends, take it to the Lord this morning. Amen. Take it to the Lord and ask the Lord to bring that joy out of you, to bring it forth. We don't need to be bound by those traps of the enemy. I'm not saying that's family, that's job, that's work. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and high power. Believe me, they're active today, but what? guess what? The greater one is in us. We have more power. We have the blood of Jesus we can plead. That should bring joy. So if you need prayer for this morning, the altar's open. We have pastor here. We have the elders. I'm sure they'd be glad to pray for you if there's anyone here that needs prayer. Amen. Okay. Well, in closing, let's just bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we've had these last few Sundays, Lord, for Brother Mickey and Brother Sir, all the stuff to share on joy. And, Lord, that we may call upon the goodness of the Lord, that that goodness is deposited in our heart and in our spirit, that you have something to draw from us, to bring it to our remembrance, to bring it in a time of need when we need it. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your joy. I thank you, Lord, for your healing power, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that there's still plenty of th reasons to have joy in this day and time, Lord Jesus. Joy of the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. the joy and the strength, that we declare joy to this world because we do have something to be joyful for, Lord. Again, we ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was awesome.